Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, I hate this laptop so much. All right, okay, yeah, click on the little car. And then, uh, then it should be like... Uh, it's your microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we got the right yeah. one? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, the USB audio. Okay, is that any better? That's much better. Cool, that's right. better. There you go. Cool. Right, Almost okay. slick now doing this. But <laughs> in the past, back that would have taken an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I'd have to do it to, to both of them. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Yeah. No, it's fair enough, though. Let's go, fuck's sake, I am doing it. I am doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And John getting more and more irate and just shaking his head. (laughs) (laughs) And now for our more grateful podcast. Welcome, listener. You have come of your own free will to the appointed place. Ross, James, and their companions have ventured beyond the scepted isle to find the hidden, the wicked, and the truly horrific. The film is over. The review begins. It is time to keep your appointment with the General Folk in Welcome to the first episode of the General Witchfinders spin-off podcast. 
folk in hell. I'm James in Bournemouth in southern England. I'm Ross in Dorchester in southern England. And today we're joined by a special guest. Yeah, and I'm Becca also in Dorchester in southern England, taking great care to read exactly <laughs> the writing that Ross has written down for me for the script. Well, that's, that's very strange for and the I'm Ross's not, wife. Yeah. <laughs> Do not deviate from the script. Do not deviate from the script. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're looking at it. Like, um, our, our usual um, third uh, uh, presenter. We, mm. we presenters? What are we? Podcasters. Which mm. ne- never looks at this. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a text today. He goes, oh, we should do, um, what's it called? Uh, Awarded to the Curious. And I said, We've done it. We've done it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think we should... We should point out, we, I think we should point out for people, Ross, that the thing is, is that John is a very successful artist. And as a result of this, he, so for example, he is going to be having a exhibition at the end of this month on at a gallery in Cardiff. So he is someone, because he's a one man band and he's working alone, he is way more time pressured than you and I. Yeah. We have nine to five jobs. Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Of, of for all kind. intents and purposes. Yes. So we felt that like, we enjoy doing this, so just to give John a bit of a breather, and then I don't know, maybe people tune in just to hear John. Yeah, uh, we'll find was, it. We, will, we will see that by the numbers so very quickly was, by the numbers. Yeah. So this is we decided just to give John a bit of a break and maybe to do some stuff which is beyond the normal general Witchfinder's remit for people, and then we can also have amazing, great special guests in like Becca for this time. So, and then you know, it, we, we can just keep. Keep keep the show fresh, yeah, as they say. Um, yeah. it, it may all go disastrously wrong. Yeah, just allows <laughs> us to get some content out, so you don't have to wait um, like months months in between exactly. stuff going out. So basically, we are going to be um, taking this opportunity to watch um, horror from all around the world. Hopefully, with a bit of a folky folk horror kind of um, feel to it. But as you, as usual, listeners um, uh, to the podcast will know, John is always teasing me about all the weird shit I watch, um, <laughs> which he would never, ever watch. And um, and as um, I often make my wife watch this, this weird shit movie as well, we thought it was a good opportunity to have her on the podcast for the, the inaugural episode. Hurrah! Bizarre. Cool, so Beck, um, this is where it says, we intro the guests and welcome them to the podcast and let you plug stuff. Um, you don't oh, have, I don't have stuff to plug. I was going to say, plug. which one to plug? No. But what, is your, what are your horror credentials then, um, Beck? Horror credentials. Um, you see, this is always a tricky one because I think whenever I say I like horror, I think people are, are, are quite keen to want to understand kind of what genre within that. But actually, I just like horror content. Um, I, don't, I don't mind how it looks. I'll try anything, really. Uh, but I've liked horror films ever since. Ooh, I don't know. Ever since I hid behind the sofa when I watched something on uh, words and pictures. Um, oh. And afterwards, was like I need to see that again. That really freaked me out. Mm. Um, yeah, I like all, I like all kind of horror films, to be honest. But if it's if it's uh, you, you're more of a creeping dread kind of guy, right, Ross? Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> whereas I I do like a kind of a traditional guy in a mask sort of film. Um, if in fact if he's got a mask, it's, I'm pretty definitely going to watch that. Yeah, I'm going to watch the hell out of that. And you like a bit of sci-fi <laughs> as well, don't you? Like horror and I space. I do love. I do. I love a sci-fi mm-hmm. horror. So, to, yeah, that is so right I picked um, a Creeping Dread um, film for us to watch tonight with no, nothing to do with space. But, or- but before we do that, yeah, no before, you, before we get into that, Ross, I, Becca, I've never asked you, do you really love Jason X then? 
the 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 fr- the, the Jason Mate, horror I, movie I, where they're in yeah, space. I automatically hundred percent <laughs> love that because it's Jason. I'm not going to deny that there are many plot holes in that film. I can imagine. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it, and it's not one I've revisited. Well, I have seen okay. it, but um, okay. I didn't rush back. But I, uh, you know, I accept it in the fold the same way that I accept and love Prometheus, which I realise mm. is not everybody's favourite mm. um, mm. part of the whole alien journey. But that crunching noise was me and James both biting our tongues. I like the idea that Ross thinks that, that he actually would bite his tongue. Ross would just moan really loudly through a film that I like, like Prometheus, or just refuse to ever watch it again with me. There's no biting of tongues, Ross, not at all. Why would I watch that again? It's a whole world of movies to watch. It, you know, <laughs> I've watched it twice. You know that that is that is how much I love you. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. All right. So should we uh, done that? Talked about talked to her. Just, uh, we can move on. <laughs> so this time in Fake oh. and How, we covered the Innocents. Not the 1961 film with Deborah Kerr, which we will be covering uh, in the Mothership show at some point. George Clinton and the Mothership (laughs) won't be involved, unfortunately, which is a far more comprehensive Wikipedia article than the sparsely covered film that we did watch. Hence, Ross adding this in the short paragraph to bulk out the introduction a little. Rather, we are talking about The Innocence or The Uskaldige. Well done. A thank you. A 2021 Norwegian supernatural thriller film directed by Eskil Vogt. Four children become friends during the summer holidays, and out of sight of the adults, they discover they have hidden powers. While exploring their newfound abilities in the nearby forests and playgrounds, their innocent play takes a dark turn, and strange things begin to happen. Leslie Felprint of the Hollywood Reporter called the film low tech, high tension writing that the lonely and uncanny and sometimes unthinkingly violent world of childhood is explored with chilling candor and exceptional skill. Jessica Kayang of Variety praised the performances of the child actors as well as the film's atmosphere, calling the film both a satisfying genre exercise and a minute observation of the processes by which young children acquire uh, morality. Cool. You. So there. So, so there we have it, yeah. So normally I'd put a trailer in here, but then I realised the trailer's in Norwegian. Norwegian. Uh, so yeah. unless we got... We probably have got some Norwegian listeners, but it's not the majority <laughs> of yeah. the people. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. It might be just a bit of music playing now, and then we will come in. Are you new? Yeah. Can you show me now? Okay. What are you well, usually on General Witchfinders, we tend to cover things which are extremely old and are so well established in culture. Um, it doesn't really hurt to go over them, the plot minutiae, point by point. So therefore, we're probably going to do it, do it slightly differently this time out, but there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen this film yet, and oh, I highly recommend that you do. Oh, it's a good stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I would just say, you know, kind of buyer beware. If this is something that you're absolutely unfamiliar with at this moment, like I was, 
Go and watch it, and then come back and listen to this. So you you had you hadn't heard anything about this film at all. Nothing, uh, not a thing. How about you, Beck? Did did you come into this with any um, expectations? Into the film, yes. Just to clarify, yeah. <laughs> life or, or, or this relationship? You know, this relationship, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just wondered. Um, none at all, because I had only half paid attention to what you told me I was going to watch, okay. and therefore was literally asking you what it was as we were sitting down to watch it, which actually is quite. I have I watch a lot of films like that generally, and. Um, it's good because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I might get myself into like a mindset of like, this mm. is going to be shit yeah. and I'm not going to like it. I seem to um, remember a film called VHS, <laughs> which I tried to get you to watch once back, which mm. I turned, just seeing the title, you said, this is dog shit. And then <laughs> no, that, is, that, is, that is not true. <laughs> I did say this is dog shit, but I said it when it became apparent that it was dog quite shit. early in the <laughs> Yeah, so and I, I stand by that, to be fair. Yeah, I think I turned um, it off in I've the right got, half. Yeah, I have got a low bar, right, when it comes to yeah. film quality. I do have standards. They're, they're low, but they are there. And this one actually dipped below that. So, you, I mean, well, VHS on, or the uh, I've got to tell you. VHS. 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 Yeah. Not The Innocence. The Innocence I had no, no kind of concept of mm. before we watched it. Cool. Well, I, I saw it... Um, basically advertised uh, put a trainer on Twitter and I thought that looks amazing. Looks mm. right up my street. Um, maybe I need to create a whole new podcast in order to uh, get someone else to watch this with me. So, um, no, it, and it seemed folky. And I think maybe we can talk about uh, as we're going in. Mm. Do you think this class is folk horror? I, no. I don't. Not at all. <laughs> in what, the woods. what class is folk horror? Is that like a, is that a defined genre? I think it's becoming more and more more defined now. I think it's really? that whole thing of yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that long documentary that that Ross and I watched was all about it. Did did a really good job of dis- describing it, which is that you are uncovering something from the past. That there is that the, especially for for this country that there is a hidden and dark past underneath you all the time, and mm-hmm. the, that you're never far away from falling back into this kind of unenlightened time and the, the kind of the dark ways are always just there and you can uncover them so easily and we can fall back into those old ways so easily and that's the fear and that's the worry and then on this big documentary they then said however it's different in different countries depending on both their geography and their history and they explained how they said like you know film set in america it's never kind of oh you know they uncover something in a house it's always it's what's out there in the distance because it's so big mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's always you know the fear is somewhere out there beyond what you can see out there in the darkness whereas for folk horror in this country it's what's underneath our feet so i didn't feel that this was that in, in yeah that, i don't know yeah criteria. because i would say that one of the things i liked about this film is you never realized you never knew why any of this was happening um, and, and it felt to me like it had something to do with the place. Yes. So, um, so for me, really? um, I, I felt like the, I'm the, intrigued by that, Ross. What do you mean? That the the two go- girls um, who uh, so basically the film starts with uh, a, a new family moving to a new location, which like 99 percent of every modern horror film starts with 
people moving to a new house or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, which is, you know, it's just a good way of kicking off the story. <laughs> but um, they are moving out to these uh, apartment buildings, which seem to be like strangely kind of um, in the middle of a forest. It's 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 like um, a high rise sort of um, you know like a like what you would call in the America the projects, but like sort of stuck in the middle of a, a forest, mm. which which is I thought was quite uh, it was it was quite um, intriguing. But I don't know anything about Norway, um, so because uh, I, I, I just thought it was like the suburbs, right? That was like the Norwegian suburbs and just the nature of it because it's it, what I thought. Even though it's supposed to be like the tower blocks, it still looked really nice. Yes, it did look lovely. Yes, <laughs> like, it did look really nice. Very chic. It, it, yeah, it is. And then, you know, mm. it's just they've built back out into the country. You know, that's as far back as the suburbs have gone. Sure. And then beyond that, you've got, yeah. you know, the but, countryside. But the implication, I felt like, it's like these kids who had gone there had never experienced anything like this until they went to this place. And and <laughs> and it kind of felt like that them them all being there, cause of example. Mm. But maybe we, let's talk about the, the story and then we can talk okay. about what actually happened. So, um we start off with uh, the girls moving out them, and it's basically two sisters. There's um, Ida, um, who's I think the main protagonist of the story, mm. and Anna, who is her um, severely autistic um, sister, um, who is in the back of the car with her, and you hear her sort of like repetitive, sort of non non language noises, non verbal mm. mm. voices yes. bef- uh, before you actually see her, um, and. It's an interesting sort of like relationship between them already because you see that the younger sister just really pinch her sister as hard as she can mm. on the leg, and there's just no reaction. The girl just carries on just making that that noise, and mm. and you you start to kind of get this. But she looks so innocent, this eyed mm. little blonde haired girl. But there's that darciness straight away already in with there. the opening because I said I knew nothing about it. So I, I had a feeling, oh, there's probably going to be something a bit dark, you know, going on here or what have you. But the thing that struck me straight away was it kind of reminded me of it reminded me of the start of the Babadook. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's got that mm-hmm. whole kind of vibe of you know having to deal with a child that's got a disability and a child that's got a problem, and how that is kind of a thing, a motif in and of itself. And for me immediately what struck me especially like with the pinching is like the whole thing here of you know kids can be nasty and i'm sure we may talk about it again at at some point but as i was watching it the thing that kept coming up for me over and over again was this just totally reminded me of the the jamie bolger murder Mm, yeah from the 1990s and how in this country in britain anyway i'm always saying this with an eye to people from abroad listening is that it was a case wherein two boys who were like uh, nine, nine and ten yeah 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 nine, nine and ten abducted tortured and murdered a toddler mm. and at the time it was seen as such an outrageous thing and i think it really sort of permeated through british culture and there was a lot of sort of soul searching that went on obviously there was a bit of a folk panic people tried to blame it on video nasties because it was still like the late 80s mm. at this point sort of 89 uh, kind of 90 time but still that whole thing of can children and you know archie the nature nurture it are children born evil you know how nasty can kids get mm-hmm. that is absolutely what started striking me as we were watching this and i thought oh okay i wasn't expecting it to be like this but just from that initial observation and that that setting up of the scene in the car i thought oh okay this yeah, is a little bit of this is going to be different straight away, so, isn't there? 
Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And throughout. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I think even just that little bit there was them setting up that that was, that was not the first time that that had happened. That was a little casual thing, the checking that mum was looking um, and doing mm. it and then just double checking. She's, she's done that before. It wasn't the first time that she did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was straight out of the gate, like, oh, okay, we're, we're, we're going here. This is a kid that's, um, yes, got that element of, Work, you know, pulling the wings off flies, mm-hmm. you know that kind of behaviour. But she's she's doing it sort of straight up with, uh, you know, with an unaware or a seemingly unaware sister. That was quite a bold move, I thought. Uh, yeah, my first my first thought was, is that girl really autistic? Because it it seemed really realistic straight off. And I was she, thinking, she's brilliant actress. Yeah, and I was thinking, really how, how are they getting away with pinching her? You know, yeah, no, it, that was outrageously good. Yeah, I thought. so yeah. clever. Mm. Um, so they move into this new apartment block and, and they're immediately told that everyone's on holiday. So it had mm. that very strange thing where you're in a place where lots of people live, but it's almost abandoned, which was, mm. uh, it gave it a kind of nice sort of creepy sort of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this shared something which I, uh, with one of my favorite horror films, which I'm sure we're going to do in this spin off is Midsummer, where the whole thing's oh, yeah. in the sunshine, yep. in the daytime. And yep. it, mm-hmm. you're, you're not, you're, you're not relying on the dark. You know, apart from one or, sequence yes. when they when they mm. flicked it in, into the darkness yes. later on, which was the most horror-y bit. Yeah, uh, which I I felt like that was the, a cop out personally. Really? Yeah, it felt to me like Stranger Things. I felt like we we're, we're, we come okay. to it, but it's kind okay. of like yeah, I felt like it was like um, relying on something they didn't need to to go with. Okay. Um, but so when they get there, um, the girl, the pe- the parents are busy, and it's it's. Uh, it's a lot of the time, you're seeing um, things from the, a child's sort of height, child's point mm. of view. You're not seeing adults' faces. You're seeing them sort of just moving around, busy, not paying attention to the kids, um, which was, was good. And then she kind of just goes outside, have a mm. wander around. That's where she meets um, uh, another one of the main characters, um, Sam. I don't know. It's written. It says is ben his in name my Sam name. or is his name Benjamin? It's Ben. I've written. I've got. It's Ben. I've written Sam <laughs> and I've written Ben two different times. Oh, it's Ben. Yeah, there we go. I, I, I have problems with, I get, if people got three letters in their name, I get them all mixed up. <laughs> it's true. If, if you're a Tim, Tom, Ben, Sam, Ian, you're all the same person to me. <laughs> Ian? Yeah. Ian's one word, a three-letter okay. word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway. Okay, go on. Carry on, carry on. I see the world in shapes, not not sounds and things. So, yeah. It, that's just in, in a true general Witchfinders aside, that's always something that I found really, really weird. Uh, a few years ago in the Captain America comic, they did a thing where he got like pushed into like some alternate dimension. And as they often have it in, in, in comics, he like had to like live out his life. He was like in this bizarre pocket dimension and then lived for like 50, 60 years before then being returned to our, our dimension. What, but then while he was in this pocket dimension, he had a son and you think, okay, American, American names and what have you. And he called him Ian. It's <laughs> <laughs> about so weird. And at one point he went, Ian! his house like, I don't know why. I just find it so strange. It's like, oh, uh, this is the most American of names. I find Ian. it. Yes. We, we used to watch um, the t- we watched the Team Wolf TV series for a bit, didn't we, Beck? And there was a- yes. Oh, oh fuck! What was the name of the um, like the really cool werewolf guy? Which it was like um, Daffid. 
No, it was a <laughs> it was a name in this country. Oh, it was bad, wasn't it? Oh, I can Spencer. Look that up. I'm gonna let that out. Yeah, yeah, the, one of the actors was called. It was, Spencer. It was like, but wasn't it Bernard in um, Lost? No, Bernard. And then it was saying Bernard. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, sorry, that is Bernard. Oh god, it was a name. Uh, Basically, I have to look it up now. They, Derek. Derek. I remembered it. It's Derek. 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 It was Derek. Oh, that's brilliant. And we were like, "What the f? That's not good." You can't swear on this. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks but yeah, that was a good series. Um, almost named um, our first child after one of the actresses in Seymour TV series. Mm, that okay. is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Now, but also before we get into this and them all kind of meeting up and what have you, did you find as as parents, and especially as parents, that, you know, did, did this hit you differently watching, watching this film? I don't know. I don't know if it, or, it, or like, it felt to me, um, because this is the first example of the girl who, how old do you reckon Ida was, babe? Nine. Nine? D- d- mm-hmm. Oh, because it says on the screen in front of us that she's nine, doesn't it? That's what yeah. I was, uh, yeah. They said it in the film, yeah. Because yeah. I remember thinking she, like, Rowan would just hulk over her. Our daughter Rowan mm. is, is ten, just yeah. ten. And um, I, I'm thinking, oh, she's quite small for nine, but I think because Rowan is <laughs> not small, um, I think uh, I've just got that a bit skewed. But yeah, that's, that's how I noticed it. Yeah, it made me think about, like, when I was her age, I was just wandering around all over the place mm. um, for, for the whole day, not knowing where, where I am. But the idea of my children doing, being out and doing nah. this kind of stuff was was like so weird and terrifying to me. But mm. it made me feel like, am I keeping them in too much? Should they be allowed to be wandering around the parks and the woods and stuff around here? Or, or you know, are they going to end up getting up to all this kind of shit? You know, because it made me think, there's so many stories I've got about horrible, dangerous stuff which I was getting up mm. to when I was wandering around the woods and stuff. But maybe you're meant to be doing that kind Breaking of thing. into abandoned buildings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Opening portals to hell. Yeah. <laughs> all the usual japes. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Exactly. I think there were some practicalities um, to their situation that uh, popped into my mind. So, you know, sometimes in films, and, and, and this didn't happen that often, to be fair, which is a sign of a good film, but something sort of jolt you out of the the story, don't they? And it can be maybe if the physics in the made-up universe that you're watching doesn't quite work um, or whatever. In this particular instance, I kept thinking, what is the situation with the um, the autistic girl and going to the toilet. All right, yeah. And I thought it several times when they were outside of the flat. I'm like, what is she able to tell you when she needs the toilet? Is she because like, is she wearing what's going on? Because she seems like what she's got kind of going on in terms of neurodivergence mm. is possibly too much for a, for a nine year old to manage. I don't know. I and mean, mm. there certainly wasn't a bond there between those two, especially at the beginning of the film. So I felt like as a parent, I think you might not have seen the pinching, but would you have mm. really have caught on that your nine year old was not, not mad impressed with, you know, your sister's needs or especially whatever. Especially like, you know, they are living quite high up. So, and you see them going up and down these terrifying stairs, um, mm. which you know, shit me up just like watching it. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, maybe that's a little bit unrealistic, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Should because our our daughter, oldest daughter says she wants to go to the park around the corner for us on her own, and I said you can't go on your own, but you can go with a friend. But she's got none of her friends are would be allowed to go and do it. <laughs> no, no, no. no. no so it's a- just, yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, and also Rowan has, does not have street smarts, whatever that looks like. Rowan's no. daft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, so um, they meet Ben. He's a hilariously sinister kid. Can we say that? Yeah. I mean, I look, I know he well, looks, I know he's acting, mm. but he was brilliantly mm. sinister. He was. Mm. Not, from the, just not from the outset, though. I, I felt it, yeah. sorry for him to start off with. Yeah. Really? And Did you think so? Yeah. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I felt, felt sorry that's... for him, but I still thought he looked creepy. Okay. But that's what I thought was mm. good, was that, again, I kind of like wrong foot me on this film, was that when they met, it was done in, you know, using the kind of cin- in the normal cinema language of, here are two people that are outsiders becoming friends. And they're, they're going to, you know, we, we, you know, we're now going to see their, 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 their friendship flourish or grow. And then suddenly when it takes that much darker turn, I was like, whoa, okay. Right. Okay. Well, this is weird because I was going to say this, this film, I'm already, you know, no spoilers here. I thought it was great. Mm. But one of the things was I genuinely went, ah, yeah. <laughs> out, out loud watching it, which out of all the horror things that we've watched, mm-hmm. I've, that's the first time watching it here on my own that I genuinely kind of gasped yeah. in horror at one bit. Yeah. So I think I, I, I kind of guess which bit it is when we get to it. Yeah. So Ben yeah. takes her off to his um, like tree house he's built and um, they're just playing around in in, it, in this tree house. He's talking about, um, he, he he's come from somewhere else where he had a, a tree mm-hmm. house and he's had to move here. Um, and it's the start of the kind of like, uh, and again, Nothing. You have to, a lot of this room. You have to read between the lines. It's nothing sort of, but you kind of feel like he's got a bit of a shitty background. Yes. Later on, you yep. see his top off, and he's got bruises on him, which was interesting. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got scar. bruises in different places, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah throughout, and that's yeah. good because it's uh, as in it's never mentioned. We never mm. see that explicitly talked about, but you can yeah, it, you can infer what's going on. And his mum sleeps at weird hours. Yeah, doesn't she? Yeah. She's a lot of the when kids, he comes in. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's asleep, but he. Just so they're playing, and he just goes, "Oh, I got something cool to show you." And he he dropped. He said, "Um, he kneels down. He said, drop this stone in front of me.'" And he she drops it, and he goes, "Oh, it's too heavy." So it's a tiny little pebble. So oh, it's too heavy. Then he picks no, up. It's a, a, no, no, it's a big rock to start off with, and he says that's too heavy. Oh, right. and then she gets a pebble. Pebble and drop. Yeah, and, he, and they, that doesn't work either. She so has to get like a a um a bottle top, and as as he she drops it in front of him, it just swerves off to one side. So it's it's. He's obviously got some kind of telekinetic powers, which, mm. but they're not very big. You know, it's just a tiny little thing he can mm. do. And the kid is just like, oh, that's cool. Look, I got double jointed arms. And I love that little thing. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was, that was really cute. Um, and her reaction was very cute and, and felt really real. Like when she laughed yep. and she sort of said that was good. And then he sort of did the same thing. And that was cute. It was like, oh, telekinesis. Versus bending arms. Yeah. It's still good. But yeah, it, they did good. make a big thing out of it. And I don't know, it, it felt, it, it kind of felt real, but at the same time, I don't know. But like mm. kids that age. The, their, their reactions were very real. And, uh, you know, the whole kind of, let me show you what I can do. Mm. That was all kind of like how kids are and things that, you know, that that needs to be seen. And that need, that needs to say, look, look at me, I'm, I'm special or different in some way. But they didn't make mm-hmm. a big deal mm-hmm. out of it in the film. So there wasn't like a big build of music and stuff. No, 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 no. Exactly. That's what I mean. It felt very real. Yeah. And it's interesting watching the trailer. Some of the same scenes you see here, which they really underplay in the film. They've mm. added all this like bombastic music ooh, and, and ooh, stuff to it as okay. well to try and make it more like exciting, I think, to get people in to go and watch it. Whereas this, it was almost like, this is just the thing that happens. And then yeah. you don't, they don't go back to superpowers for ages. You know, that was kind mm. of, that just as this happens. Um, yeah, so um, 
Ida goes home and there's another bit of nastiness here, isn't there? And again, kind of moving on from that, her initial pinching of her sister, we see that she puts the broken glass into her sister's shoe. And it's that that combination of her wanting to hurt her, I think, but yeah, also at the same time, wanting to push the boundaries. And in the same way, like Becca, when Becca was saying like, oh, you know, I'm going to pinch it. Did, did my parents see that? I think she wants to see like, can I get away with this? Yeah. And what will happen if I do this? Mm. Do this. Yeah, exactly. Which again, yeah, feels absolutely. very real. Mm. Because that, what would I do if I did this? I can remember we used to have a, uh, a gas fire in, uh, in our house mm. and that broke down and we borrowed a uh, fire which had, do you remember like, and it's really weird, like both the gas fire and this electric fire both had like weird plastic things of 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 cult logs, yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. Look, logs, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, a yeah. really, really, really fake yeah. looking open fire, yeah, uh, with like a remember like the um they had light bulbs in there with like little with fat a wheel wheel which yeah, the yeah, heat yeah. of the light bulb would make it have mm-hmm. a flickering effect, yeah, so, yeah. so so bizarrely shittily like <laughs> faux, but why why even bother? But this, um, they'll, they'll be back in style as kitsch, yeah, exactly. as, sooner rather or later. Ross. So, you won't see. so strange. But this electric fire had like um, filament bars, which would like, which would like get really hot or go mm. red, and then they they would like mm-hmm. heat up the room. And I can remember thinking, I wonder what would happen if I touched that. Yeah, and I waited till my mum was bathing my brother, and this would have must have been, I must have been seven or younger. Because it, because my, I'm pretty sure my, it was in the house which we was in with there, but I, I purposely waited for her to be out, out of the way, and I tried to reach through the bars to touch these these mm. fucking things, which are obviously so hot, but I couldn't reach my fingers. So I got a um, a rolled up newspaper and I shoved it through and touched <laughs> on there. Good, good science. Yeah, yeah. Obviously set, set on fire, and then I'm waving like this, like fire around. <laughs> Dropped it on the on the carpet, and then the carpet set on fire. And no, I, yeah, and I'm just screaming for my mum at this point, and she comes down and like stamps out the fire on the uh, on the carpet, and we have to buy a mat to go over like the the, the melted hole which I I put on there. But it just shows the stupidity of of kids and like what what will happen if I do this, you know? Mum, I've fallen victim to human curiosity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this mental, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things you think back and like, I could have ended up like hideously scarred, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no no fingers, you know, no yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is where we we meet another child. This is um a girl mm. called Aisha, um, mm. so, who is another lo- a brilliant little actress. Mm. Um, but while this uh, uh, Anna is walking around with glass in her shoe, not able to tell anyone that is in there, and just acting as normal. This girl, um, uh, Aisha, who's in another uh, uh, apartment in the building, suddenly feel the pain in her feet. So there's some kind of, um, there's some kind of like thing going on there as well. That she's got some kind of like Diana, Diana, Diana Troy empathy sort of like mm-hmm. power going on, where she can pick pick up um, pain of someone else in the building, which is quite. And good. there's a flash, isn't it? We as the audience see a blood-soaked sock on mm-hmm. Aisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which is a nice little. I mean, I think we'd kind of got it, but it was quite. It was quite a nice touch. I thought that it was there, and then it wasn't there. It really, it mm. made you realise exactly what it was that she was feeling. Um, so yeah, that was a, a clever bit of storytelling. I thought. Yeah, so Aisha's got a cat, and the cat goes missing. Um, oh, and then she's off looking for her cat, and she gets oh. into the building, 
And there's a point where she's sort of drawn to this apartment door and also Anna, the uh, autistic girl, is on the other side and they both touch the door handle at the same time from either side of the of the door and they've obviously got some kind of connection. Um, and that, mm. again... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, but guess who finds and the this cat? This is what then led to me thinking, Jesus, this is... I, I didn't know this film is officially going places where I didn't wasn't expecting. Mm. But also... Genuinely, mm-hmm. two of the most traumatic things I think I've ever seen on film. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, horrible. yeah, for real. I watched this really through my fingers. Yeah. yeah, the the pinching yeah. was um, a, a bold start. This yes. was a very bold move, I thought. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and horrible, uh, which is a stupid thing to say, really, considering it's a horror film. But that's a really particular type of horror, and it is yeah. horror, isn't it? And it you is. know, the fact that it's everybody, you know, on on this. Uh, podcasters responded to it. I mean, it was. Mm. I mean, I, by that was the point. I stopped taking notes because all, mm. all I think I wrote on the notes was the cat's head, oh, and then I yeah. was like, and oh. that was it. Well, we got to it. So, what? So we should maybe explain what happened to the cat then, Beck. Mm-hmm. So, from from so uh, uh, Ben finds the cat and he call, and he names it Jabba. Jabba, yeah, Jabba, yeah, and um, and takes it for for his own, and um, he shows Ida the the cat. But um, what do they decide to do with the cat then? Well, first of all, they, they decide, don't they, to see, it's to test, even though they don't, again, they, you know, they, they don't verbalize this. They decide to test the thing that a cat dropped from any height will always land on its it, its, its feet. feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it was this thing was, you know, it suddenly cuts to them going up the, the stairwell of the flats and they're going, no, 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 go higher, go higher. And I thought, no, you know, nothing more of it until the moment. It literally just put the cat 
over the stairwell. I was like, Jesus, no! And I was like, oh, God, no! And they drop the cat. Mm-hmm. And it, it survives, but its its leg is clearly broken. Mm-hmm. And it kind of slinks away. They go and chase after it. Um, they then sort of track it down in the kind of the storage area of the flats. Mm. And he puts his foot over its head. Yeah, with his and, and again, I went, oh, oh, like if you like cats at all in any way, shape or form, like for example, Kirsty, my partner, her cat or one of her cats really likes me. And I really love this cat. Oh. And it's weird. Oh my That's God. That's the first oh, time God. I heard you say you love anything, Well, James. there you have it. Right, okay. Well, look, I'm going sh- to send you guys a picture and you, know, you can cut this bit out mm. of the, the, the degree of, of cat love oh God. for you. This is a legal uh, hold cat on. love. No, you silly sass. Hold on a second. Where, where's, where's, where's my, my Jake folder? Right, hold on. <laughs> look, he came and got the car with me. Oh, oh look, look, you can see. Take him home. Oh, oh look. <laughs> oh, he's your friend. Oh, he he's is. Little, isn't he? Oh, he's lovely. He's and it, it's like the way he. I think he's talking to me because, like, when I go down in the mornings and stuff, I'll go, "Hey, morning, Jake," and he'll go, "Wow," oh. at me. I'm like, "Oh, like, oh, here you go. That's that's a better one." Mm. <laughs> you're you're going it, soft in your old age. I you? am going really soft in my old age. I absolutely can see, but you can see why. Like when they start, there you go. That's that's the other nice one. Like, oh, he's a look. Yeah, so, I like it. Oh, so look, cute. Like, and I, I don't do anything. He just comes and lays on me like that. He just really likes me and I like him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so nice. and, and it's like, oh, it's, it's so, like, so the, mo- the moment, it's, so this horrible thing, if you love a cat or if you've got any kind of, uh, humanity. Know, kind of yeah. a, any humanity or anything <laughs> like that, it's just, oh, Chris, no. It's like, don't do that. And then the girl who runs again, remind me, who is she? Uh, Ida. 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 Ada. 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 Ida. No, you're goes, right. Ida. Ida. I, I do, even she goes, no, don't do that. Yeah. And, he's, and then and he basically oh my uses God. his heel and just crushes it. Crushes yeah. it the cat's skull. Oh my God. Which again, they don't, you don't see it, but as with all good horror, the foley, the sound effect, just was absolutely terrifying and horrible. And right. it's like, <gasps> and in that moment, again, how well they've done it without the, as you were saying, without the, the bombastic use of sound and things such as that, it was like, Christ, this has taken a this has taken a turn, and both of, and then I'm thinking, my God, well, even though she's gone, oh no, don't do it. They're both pretty bad, and then that's what got me thinking mm-hmm. once again the James Bolger thing. I was like, oh my God, is the story going to be that they kind of egg each other on, mm-hmm. and there's going to be this kind of, and so I thought, oh, this is great because mm-hmm. this is normally with a film you like, well, I can see where this is going. And within the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, especially with like big blockbusters and things such as that, you can always tell where it's going to end. Whereas with this, I thought, I don't know what well, is going on There was a point, yeah, I, several times. And uh, when it soups up a bit late, I kept saying to Beck, oh, I don't know if I verbalise this. Often in our relationship, I say to Beck, I've said said that she's, no, you haven't. I said, oh, no, I thought it. But I kept thinking, <laughs> how are they going to end this? Because mm. it, there wasn't like so many, like you said, so many films. You're like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. It's going to, or it could be, it's going to be one of three endings at this point. Mm. And I'm going, how is this going to end? How, mm. how are you going to end this? Yeah. So she leaves him, and uh, what we've got to say is that at this point, um, she's actually been outside with her um, 
with her autistic sister, and then they just who's leave, just left. They just leave yeah. her on a swing. We say, "Oh, yeah. she just sit there for ages," and they go on off to torture a cat, leaving this poor girl. Like, yeah, I mean, they are they are stacking up the the acts of like little acts of cruelty, aren't they? Yeah, They're escalating. Yeah. They've you know, yeah. but she's pinched her. They've left, um, yeah, left the uh, the sister just alone on her own and, and unattended. Then they've uh, and then they've dropped this cat down the stairwell. There was an an interesting little bit where the where Ben has tears because he thinks the cat is dead, and then the cat gets up and starts moving. And you kind of think, oh, maybe there's some regret there. And that's mm. obviously just before he goes on to to crush the cat's head. Yeah, and with his heel. But I was thinking, then you feel like, well, maybe is that like his? Um, I don't know. But it's very ambiguous because it's like, is he doing it to put it out of its misery, or is he just doing it again mm. to see what would happen? And he sort of, she, when she leaves him, he's touching her, going, "Come and touch me." He's still warm, and it's yeah. just like that weird kind of like fascination of of like again mm. that childhood kind of curiosity untamed isn't it like oh i've just crushed its skull but it's still warm if i touch yeah, it how and, interesting yeah, 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 it, yeah. The, mm. no no kind of um yeah morality there so she goes back and then she finds that um her sister has been uh, befriended by this little girl aisha and mm-hmm. um you can see that they're somehow they seem to be understanding each other and mm-hmm. and because uh anna the, the autistic girl even if you like touch her um she would like just move away, but like act as mm. if you're not there. But they are actively playing with each other. And mm. when um, her sister wants her to get, leave with her, she won't leave. Mm. And until like Aisha sort of, I can't remember if she holds her hand or something, but she sort of leads her away. And it's like somehow this, these two have got a bond and they, she's managed to get through to her where no, no other kids mm-hmm. have. Mm. And slowly as well, again, we'll come back. We also learn, don't we, that the more time she spends with her, her language starts coming back. Exactly. We mm-hmm. hear during a meeting, mm-hmm. during the, you know, when we, we go with the parents to the doctor's office in sort of like the establishing uh, part of the film, or that that they say she lost, she, she used to be able to speak, but then she lost her language really, really quickly. Yes. Which is and really suddenly terrifying, this, isn't it? Like yes. four years old that you could, suddenly your child would just like switch off. Off like that. Well, I can remember thinking, hearing about that and being terrified of our, that happening to our kids because I, I I heard that they can be developing completely normally and then suddenly it would just go away. And oh, I, can, I can, yeah. I think you just get over the fear of cop death and then suddenly this other fucking fear comes in. Like, yeah. That, this yeah. is going to happen. As I said, I felt that for you guys as parents, this must this whole film must have just had like a whole other strata from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but also, you can see that meanness in, in kids. Mm. When you're around mm. them. Mm. Oh, gotcha. They yeah. can be little dicks. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, James being a teacher as well, <laughs> you know. Older kids. But yeah, you're right. That kind of... And that's what kind of one of the interesting things in this film is that whole kind of the developing of empathy. And it's one of the things that I spend a lot of time doing with teenage boys is trying to get them to say, imagine how that feels for that person. Imagine what you've just done there. And, you know, how do you think that makes that, that person feel? Because you realize it's not the fault of a parent or anything like that. Please don't. Right? Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, no one send me angry emails. It's got nothing. I'm not criticizing anyone's parenting. I just think it's genuinely like quite a male thing and quite a teenage boy thing that you don't think about anybody else other than yourself. They, you struggle too. It's just that, oh, well, I'm making, I'm learning and kind of making my way in the world, but I haven't quite mastered that thing yet of, wait, there's other people other than me. And it's not just all about me being first and I must get there ahead of that and telling them to just stop touching each other all the bloody time. That's the other <laughs> thing I've, you, why are you touching him? 
What? Why are you holding on to him right now? I don't know. Yeah. Just let go of him. You don't need to touch him right now. Literally <laughs> every 15 minutes without fail. Anyway. <laughs> no. A terrifying glimpse into my day yeah. there. Someone, a friend of mine was telling me about saying that the, the part of the, at the front of their brain, the logic part of their brain, mm. just stops developing for a bit to so let everything else develop. Catch up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that doesn't come until like they're in their like late tween, teens, early 20s. And mm. Your actual logic side of things kicks back in again and that's why mm. it's re- you can't talk to kids in a logical way then like, huh? you know uh-huh. you yeah. just can't get it <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> back at the film the the group of kids they all get together and they realize that the powers they've got like the yep. the empathy and the mind reading and the, the ability to move things are stronger when they're all together together mm-hmm. and, yes. and they're almost like um they're feeding off of each other which is yeah. a really cool idea I, I love that um but you also realize that um that our main character hasn't got any powers she can't yes. do any of this stuff um but they start like experimenting like the boy can move bigger bigger rocks yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. um and they they realize that they can use um uh anna it's almost like a a, a psychic telephone that they mm. can like if someone whispers something into her ear the other girl can hear it and they start like experimenting it and getting it further and further. They tried to see, and they try and do it with, um, um, Ben, Ben or Sam, Ben, Ben, Ben. ben. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they tried to do it with Ben. Yeah. And he said, yeah. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, realize that he can hear something, but he can't quite do it. But he's like, but his psychic abilities are starting to, starting to grow as well. And they just mm-hmm. start, they, they go back to the stairwell and see if they can like, send messages from further apart and then mm-hmm. they end up going to the woods and they, they're doing it. I'm amazed it takes them as long to say rude words as it does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that is what changes the whole thing, isn't it? Because they mm, call... Yeah. They call um, uh, ben. Ben. What do they call him? I can't a turd. Remember. A turd. Which is a, joy, a joyous phrase. Yes. yes. Ben is a turd. That's, <laughs> so that is the message they send across um, to each other. And they, but they all laugh, but then... Does he throw a rock at what he then he uses his power to knock the girl over? Doesn't he, he moves her, doesn't he? Yes, he, yeah. he moves her up. He moves his, knocks her over. He, because he's got that anger, them laughing at him. He uses his power and mm. knocks the girl over. Uh, uh, Aisha, the um, uh, Ada goes to confront him, he fr- like chucks rocks at her with his mind, but just doesn't hit her. Um, and then um, she pushes him over, and like, and then like he gets scared because Anna start, starts like. Anna, who's like completely oblivious to everything happens, suddenly comes to defend her friends, and he gets scared and runs off. and And it was really, um, oh no, that it's just where the the, the tree explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So oh gosh. Yeah. You have a uh, sorry, and they end up having a confrontation. It's almost something like like Magneto or something, isn't it? They're both standing mm-hmm. at each other, mm-hmm. and you can just see like the gravel on the on the floor just sort of starting to move and stuff. And something. And happening. again, what was nice was that the use of special effects it was very subtle and very small, but yeah. really Definitely. effective. Yeah, mm. and you're thinking, what's going to happen here? And, and they're both basically facing off. heads against yeah. each other. Yeah, and a tree explodes near them, and it's just like that's amazing that power. And that kind of breaks the tension, but then you realise that a big shard of wood has embedded itself into the uh, the autistic girl's leg, mm. um, which again, ugh, do it. Even 
And no, again, you know, you see horror films where people get limbs cut off and things such as that. There was something so realistic about it oh. and how deep the bit of wood was. was that, oh, oh. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they've really, was, they really went for some visceral effects. They did. The cat head and the, the big splinter. I mean, a bit more than a splinter, I guess. Yeah. They were really, you could really feel them. And, and I yeah. think, like, you've, we've all crushed things under our foot. It made mm. me think of, like, a snail shell, you know? Yes. You accidentally yeah. tread on a snail and you're like, oh, yeah. that is minging. Yeah. I think those are things that you could really, you could really feel them. Like, you would know, not not that you would crush a cat, I don't mean that, but you, you could kind of extrapolate that out of it, couldn't you, as to what that might feel like. And similarly, we've all had, splinters that are horrible to have a big shard of wood go into your leg you can you can imagine what that would feel like Mm. much more than maybe having your leg cut off with a chainsaw yeah and the kids start touching it don't they Mm. and i and she's going well she can't feel it and then the the uh aisha the psychic one she goes she can she can she can when you Mm. pinch her she's crying inside and that was again a horrible sort of realizations for the sister that she thought she was just pinching her and hurting her but she's actually is crying inside and, mm. Mm. and there are ramifications and mm. again it's that whole kind of that developing of empathy yes. and realizing oh shit wait yeah. you know i've got two um splinter stories one which i read online <laughs> and one so one of my dad's favorite stories to tell us about um uh his him growing up is him and his brother made a, a makeshift makeshift slide in the garden with an oh. old plank so they right. were just going and sliding down the plank um and his brother slid down it got caught on a bit of um, the wood and had a splinter which went from his ankle up to the middle of his groin uh, so oh. it just went right under the skin and then he got up and uh with the pain and oh. as he broke, it just broke it so like hundreds of little splinters all up his oh. leg and when his dad came home his dad got a razor and shaved the skin off and then picked up all this all the splinters out from the inside of his inner leg that's such a bad story. I've never heard this story. It just, it just gets when worse did, and worse. It's I like, just, where did you find? Where did you find this out? Well, it's just, it's just like a recurring story. My dad, my dad. Have you ever us. heard this before, James? No. no. Why no. have you sat on that for so long? Oh, it's just horrible. Oh, oh. it's ho- dreadful. I feel like I'm going to think about that. That's, that's like, what I say. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Someone now. else. <laughs> this is. I, I've come to the other splinter stories. Awful. But someone at work. This is why I get so stress about our kids slamming doors. <laughs> Someone at work said that when he was younger, him and his um, his sister were playing with um, the slamming doors and stuff. And he pushed the door back on his sister and his sister's toes got trapped underneath the door. Oh. And they couldn't move it. And his dad just pushed it really hard and it pulled the two of her toes off. Oh! Oh, well, this has been officially the most horrendous... <laughs> Proper use yeah. of the word horror, yeah. you know, kind of witch finders we've done, Ross. Oh, yeah. This is horrendous, so this is horrific. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to need a content warning on this, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Content really, warning, really, injury it really detail. Is. Yeah. Oh, injury yeah. detail. Imagine pulling to your, your children's no. toes off. No, 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 I, no, It's the sort of thing I can imagine myself being oh. and being what? guilty forever. Yeah. The other one was I read on Twitter. They were saying, has anyone got a story which you say which sounds, uh, which, uh, it sounds like an urban legend, which is actually true? And someone said mm. we were doing things where he was running and, and belly sliding across the stage at school. And then someone ah! did and got a splinter to just go right up inside. And they had to get um, up inside their body off the, off the um, oh. thing. Oh. And then they had to get an ambulance to come in. Oh. Uh, oh. Take oh. the kid off. I cannot do, I cannot cope with it. It's just horrible. Mm. It's just ah. horrible. 
Has any bad injuries happened at your school while she'd been there, James? <sighs> no. No. no, very very pleased to say, apart, you know, just number of rugby-based injuries, as you often get with uh, schools. Hmm. Um, no, no, I, um, the, only, the only thing, again, you might want to cut this bit out, but I've started watching a really amazing YouTube channel from this woman. Uh, I got her book called Caitlin Doherty, and her YouTube channel is Ask a, uh, what's it called? Hang on. Uh, ask a mortician. Oh, okay. So oh, she does lots Beck's of stuff. Eyes lit to... up then. Oh, Beck, check her out. She's brilliant. Look it, look it up. Her mm. stuff is fantastic. She's really interesting, and in that she looks really? at like some. Yes, like she talks about like the process of death burials and things such as that, and uh, looks at some famous deaths and things such as that, and wow. like my, and yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really good. Um, uh, and she was on one of her things. Uh, she on one of the, the videos on her channel, she was doing a talk with somebody and they said, well, what's what's the most hor- horrific death you've ever heard of? And she said that two guys got into a fight over a woman outside of a bar. And in the process of the fight, the guy fell down an open manhole cover. And when he dropped to the bottom, there, there was... Um, the, the, the pipes in some way, shape or form broke. So he was just being covered in, in, in boiling water constantly. And he was trapped down there. And they called an ambulance and they said, by the time the fire crews and the, and, and the ambulance got there, he was still alive. My God. And they could just hear him kind of sort of screaming out in agony as the water continued to, <gasps> to uh, boil him alive. But, yeah. yeah. Oh and, when, and, and when they got him up, he was then dead and they took his temperature and they said that his like his temperature, his registered death temperature was 120 degrees. And they said that's not what his actual temperature was. That's as high as the thermometer would go. Ugh. They said he was literally cooked alive. Oh, oh my god! Right. I know. That is so very so bad. There you go. So that's not one, but that just with me, you know, you just like, ooh, oh. ooh. And imagine, that's right? A, imagine that's a horrible a death way to go. Where people who didn't know you died, but maybe in the surrounding area were like. Yeah. sniffing you up like you were yeah like, oh, is there a hot dog cart near yeah. here yeah. like yeah, yeah, something's yeah. being yeah. broiled what, like that smells great yeah, yeah people oh get hungry God. yeah yeah oh oh that yeah. is the worst but oh anyway yes days. i i highly recommend her youtube channel oh she's, she's fun, great okay. okay yeah that feels like a, a real rabbit hole uh yeah. to fall down it is. So yeah. good recommendation it is hole. like the, yeah. the the one that i watched <laughs> yes. I thought, oh god that's that's fascinating she did a thing saying she looked into the argument over who had um, Charles Manson's body right. when he dies? Because loads of people try to claim it. Yeah, and so she's like, right, what's the law when it comes to someone saying, "I want that body"? Mm-hmm. If you're dead and you're a notorious murderer, it was really fascinating and interesting. Honestly, it's like, whoa, nice. I never. And anyway, 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 back to the film. Back cool. To the film. Um, so cool. Um, back at the flats, they they uh, they they're doing more. The kids are all in different things, and and the little uh, the little sister whispers into her sister's ear, "Shark!" Mm. And then you see one of the kids draws a picture of a shark on the uh, on the um, in the steam on the window. Another one draws mm. it in the dust floor. And then when no one's looking, the autistic girl draws a picture of a shark in a little um, yeah. sort of like extra sketch sort of thing as well. Mm-hmm. So like you know, this is all they're all joined up. This is all going. This is all going on. And then you also realise. Um, 
uh, Anna has got a, a habit of spinning um, pot lids to make it go yeah and then no people are just walking around and you realize that she's making that so it's almost like the spinning top in inception it she's making it so it never stops it's just it, it, it's getting to the point where it should stop and then it just speeds up again so she's got she's mm-hmm. developing some sort of power but it's just interesting that no one's noticing her, but they're just yeah, walking. Yeah, that, that's right. That was a nice touch, wasn't it? The yeah. dad's just walking right next but, to her, yeah. but she's not paying any attention to what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. We cut to Ben's um, home line. This is the first time we actually see his mum, and she's just on the mm. phone. And I, I think she was on Tinder or something, but she kept like sw- swiping one direction on, mm. on the thing. And she's cooking um, in a massive, completely over-the-top, Pot of boiling water, hot dogs. Well, we 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 had seen her before, but she said she was asleep. Oh, okay. He comes home and she's asleep. Yeah, yeah. So during we, the day, thus suggesting that she's keeping unusual hours, or yeah, you know, so, something's not something's afoot. So, but you're right. What? So he's watching. What? What happens to make him? Uh, is it he's drawing the the, the shark or something? Is, is something he just gets, wants to do it, doesn't he? Yeah. It's just once again, it's that curiosity thing, isn't it? He he wants to see how you know can he make. Can he move that pot? Mm. Oh, yeah, he moves get- it. Yeah, and then she's like, gets a bit shitty at, at him. And then he fro- he uses his mind to fire a, a pan, at her, knocks her on the head. And a, and, a hit, and she falls to the ground. In Aisha's house, Aisha's mum's head starts bleeding. Or it appears... Which was really well done. Yes. How they did that. And the actress was brilliant and not responding to yeah. any of the blood coming down her face. And the little th- girl's going, mummy, your, your head's bleeding. bleeding. Yeah, she's no, I'm not, I'm not. Um, so the uh, uh, Ben's mum is laying on the floor unconscious. So then mm. he decides to use his mind to pour boiling water all over mm. her, which was again another sort of like mm-hmm. watch for your fingers. I know what's yeah. going to happen Absolutely. here. Um, but she doesn't come round from this point, and then he just goes off and makes himself something to eat, doesn't he? And then comes mm. back, mm. you know, tries to sort of like, and she's by this point she's got these huge yellow blisters all over her. And yeah, he, and he tries to mop them up, but yeah, it's again this guy is dangerous. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they definitely have their paths. Him and Ida, they might have had some um, some buddy torture earlier on in the film, but they've clearly diverged in terms of mm. paths by this point, haven't they? Yeah, and this is this made me think of um, Nilsson, isn't it? Who was it? Um, who Dennis Nilsson? Dennis Nilsson, because he used to kill people and just leave them in his flat, didn't mm. he? So at this point, we know uh, the the, oh, the, the mum comes round and starts screaming for him to call for a, a doctor. Understandably, he, yeah, and he just leaves her. Uh, does, does he kill yeah. her? Yeah, I can't remember. He just, yeah, no, he just. Well, I don't think so. Not that we see, yeah. but we. He just, yeah, he doesn't he do it. He doesn't even yeah. react, does he? He just sort of. Yeah. So we know at this point off. he's got a blistered, encrusted, boiled half alive mum just left. In, to in, die, to die, and left in in his flat, and he's living there for like several days afterwards. Mm. 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 Um, so he meets up with the kids uh, again, and and he um, he tells he tells um, Ada that he can control people with his mind. He yes. calls it fetching. His, his power has developed. Yeah, and this made mm. me think of Stephen King. Because the, the, the yeah felt very Stephen King of the kids, like the way they got the um, the Shining. He could having names mm. for these powers and he's got this he calls it fetching people um and he, she goes i'll oh, do it to me and he he can make her he basically makes her move on move up onto the top of this old fridge 
Yeah. Which, again, as a child of the ACs, we were constantly being told, never go anywhere near an abandoned fridge. Yeah, I thought he was going to get trapped. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to trap her inside the abandoned yeah, fridge. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But um, she was holding a stick at the time and she threw it down. And, and she said, I thought I was holding a snake. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he managed to make her have a worse fear to make her drop the stick. No, didn't he say to her, that wasn't me? Oh. That was, I think that was the first time we saw her have a flash of her power, I thought. Mm. Oh, okay. Am I wrong in that? I think, because I think he said, no, that bit, no, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. Like, I made you move, but mm. I didn't yeah. do that. But then he gets her to hold the stick out and he basically explodes the stick, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. At which point they go off to find um, some kids playing football. And, and one of them had bullied him. Yeah. And um, and so it's like right now I'm gonna get you know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the bully, and he basically explodes his leg, but from a great distance again. This is like oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting mixed, even though I only saw it earlier today. No, so there's two kids. There's kids playing football in the distance, and he yes. bully, he, he breaks their legs. The kid, yeah, makes them fall over and yeah, yeah. Mm. But there's another mm. kid who's been bullying him, bullying him. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, he goes home and uses his fetch powers on on. Sorry. On a on basically a middle aged loser like me. <laughs> yeah, but we thought this is confusing because we thought is that his dad? Because there's a bit where you see the mum. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was confused. I do know what you mean. Sometime. I I thought that, but no, I just think it's just a guy, isn't it, in the flats yeah. on his own? Yeah, you can, tell, you, can, you can tell it's a guy living on his own because he, he hasn't done the washing up. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's just <laughs> part, he's left the washing up part in a classic man on his own. So essentially, he's trying to avoid. He controls this guy to go and stove this boy's head in with a mm-hmm. with a rock. Um, again, you don't see it happen, but it's pretty scary. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then by that point, they then really start to worry about him, don't mm-hmm. they? And it's that thing of, oh, you know, we've got to try and stop him, and they confront him, mm. and he starts to like. It does like the uh, Darth Vader kind of pinch sort of thing, doesn't yeah. it? To stop the little girl um, breathing. Well, yeah, hold on, it you was should, a Darth you, you Vader point- pinch. Yes, I, I, he does that on Aisha. And then Anna, the autistic sister, runs up and stops him doing it. Doesn't she? Yeah, she, she literally oh, exits know. the flat, doesn't she? Is that right? Yeah. She just, yeah. she comes, yeah. They've got to stop him. They realise that he's gone out of control. And that yeah. they, they've and got to stop he can him. Control, and he can control other people. Yeah. So there's points that where you, they're walking towards the flat and you see this man just pegging it for miles away. Yeah. Just running. And then just as they get through the door, he's desperately trying to get through the door. And you think, is this someone he's controlling? Yes. Or, uh, I felt that he was. And that was yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the uh, the mum is like using a knife and then suddenly... Uh, Looks as if like she start might be start being contro- being controlled mm. by him. So Ada goes and locks herself into the um into the uh, uh, bathroom. Mm. But then the mum is just like, oh, I've got to pop out. So I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. No, that's um, what I was about to say. That's then the, the the big thing that happens is he then takes over Aisha's mother, and you see what Aisha's mother sees, mm. and it's like it's quite terrifying. It's very strange. You see it for a very short yes. period of time. And it's just like a, a wild sort of creature holding a dead rabbit yeah. isn't it yeah yeah mm. So obviously you're like sort of preying on her fears in some way shape or form and then yeah she obviously then stabs poor old aisha in the yeah. back which is a, 
I think that was quite powerful. No, God, yeah, it was terrifying because she was such a good actress and such a you know a character that you were that you feel for. So it was like, oh, mm. no. and then the mum immediately comes around and realizes that she's what she's done. Yeah, mm. but yeah. then, but that was also oh, yeah. the point though that you would start to go, what the, what the fuck's going on in that block of flats? Because all of a sudden, there's this one teenage boy who's just been at his head stoved in by some guy who's clearly just now confused as to what's happened. This poor girl's just been stabbed to death. Um, this other kid's just fallen over in, in his leggers. You know, you would start to go, now, you know, it's not good to draw connections without evidence sometimes, but th- there's something funny going on here, isn't there? You know, exactly, kind of, yeah. Yeah, everyone completely. seems to sort of take it in their stride, with the exception of the, uh, the kind of like the little memorial for Aisha. Everyone is just like, eh, fine. Which is like one of my mild criticisms of it. I didn't think there was enough of people going, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, definitely. And I always imagine, like, in an ideal world, you want just to have a little flash to, you know, the, the, the police, whether it's called investigation room. You want to see a whiteboard where they've got, like, yeah, possibilities. Yeah, and then yeah, underneath yeah. that, like, query, river of slime. <laughs> query, the upside down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to bring these things up, haven't they? And be like, is it cursed? Yeah. Are we cursed? Yeah. Vampires? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> No one ever suspects zombies when it's blatantly <laughs> zombies. <laughs> no. Yeah, and they go, they find so many other words. Even though zombie is such a, a well-known <laughs> word in the lexicon, then no, but nobody's going to be like, it's fucking zombies. zombies. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Or vampires. That's another one that I never want to mention. Is it 30 days and 30 nights? Is that what it's that's called? That's one that Yeah, no, 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 no. No, that's wrong. I'm getting, I'm getting it wrong. Is it 40 days? 30 days of night. 30 days of, 30 days of, of night. night. Yeah. But then, isn't there mixed some up with kind that horrible Harrison Ford film? I think oh, yeah. Six days, seven nights away with Anne Hesh. Oh. So bad with Anne Hesh. Yeah. I thought he was getting mixed Brilliant. up with some kind of like um, sex um, thriller, which was like 28 weeks or something. Nine and a half weeks. Nine and a half Mickey weeks. Mickey Rourke and yeah. Kim Bassinger. <laughs> yeah. Which weirdly, when I look back on it now, that was really weird. My sisters were really into as a film and had the soundtrack, which is all kind of like very heavy sexy <laughs> sex related sexy songs sex. <laughs> and, and i was well into it. Yeah. <laughs> and looking back on it now i'm like i'm not sure that was entirely all right <laughs> like an eight-year-old boy <laughs> so funny <laughs> I, I was I was really disappointed to find out that the soundtrack itself is not on Spotify. I think I may, may have even looked into it because I it was that and the Footloose soundtrack, which were the two twin pillars of my childhood. What is the one with Willie Dafoe and Madonna? Body of Evidence. But yeah, that I can remember <laughs> being like that just explained so much for at least in nine and a half weeks. Yeah. So and, uh, <laughs> and next next on, on Mastermind we have James Randall. He's a teacher from, from Dorset. Good evening. Thank you very much. And your chosen subject tonight Hollywood sex movies <laughs> of the mid mid eighties and early nineties. Sits back in chair. Oh, <laughs> man. Fire. Yeah. Fire away. I can remember like because the sun would always like have little stills out of like these things. Mm. Like, and I remember thinking, that's going to be so sexy watching that Madonna film. <laughs> and somehow I managed to get 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 to watch it, and I've just been really really disturbed by Willem Dafoe because he's just a really dis- I find him a, a, a very frightening looking person. 
the fact of him having sex was like, ugh. And all the stuff with the um, hot hot wax, I was like, that is the last oh, thing I'd want disgusting. anyone doing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I cannot get in a, Ooh, I cannot wank to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Dear, dear, oh. dear. One of the things in this film uh, for me was like it felt unrealistic. They all seem to be wearing the same clothes or, or yes. clothes of a similar form. But I felt like it was almost um, superhero esque, where they had like colours. Like yeah. one yeah. one colour was one person was orange, one colour was blue, one was yellow, and all that kind of stuff. And it was kind of almost in that kind of vein. Uh, but you kept seeing. Um, Ben, like in the distance, and he's like orange t-shirt, mm. and like mm. like he was just like he's always there, and he's coming to get you. Um, <laughs> and then we basically get to this uh, 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 the big confrontation at the end, but it was beautifully done in a not a confrontational kind of way. Yes. So essentially, everyone's come back from holiday, so there's people everywhere. Suddenly, yeah. And you've got Ben on one side of this lake, and you got Anna on the other side of this lake. And what I loved is that they were like very quietly just like started to clench their fists. Yes. And like you saw like it was almost like wind went across the, the river. And, and oh, the children around them started like freaking out, didn't like, they? And so it started crying yeah, and children started crying and stuff. That was we really should just lovely. point out very quickly as well that the big thing is is that Ida um Ida goes to help Anna. But she's got a broken she's she's broken a leg when she's escapes you know, her her being attacked. Yeah, um, we forgot about them put, yeah, yeah. pushing him off of a bridge. But yeah, 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 that happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, is, but what is then remarkable is that we then learn that she does have powers, doesn't she? That she's got like yes. sheer yes. willpower alone. She makes her, her, her plaster cast explode off her leg. Yeah, in order to mm-hmm. try and save her sister, she manages to manifest some powers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it looks as if Ben is getting the upper hand in this in this sort of psychic back, quiet, battle, silent psychic back. Yeah. Across that small kind of lake slash pond. And then the little sister comes and holds her hand and they kind of team up. Yep, combine and, their mm-hmm. powers. And he just basically just sits down and dies. But yeah, yeah. And, and it was brilliant. Yes. I loved it. I, I, I was watching it and I thought, this is better than a huge amount of superhero yes, massive battles I've ever seen. I agree. You know, it was so much more tense. Yeah. And... And how they did it with, as I said, with you know, normal life going on around them, but you, yeah. you know, just like children responding to it, that whole thing again. I think which um, I was going to say, just I think probably just general summary of the film is there is that thing about childhood. Obviously, the the metaphor for this film is the learning to become an adult and and dealing with adult, you know, ad, adult morality and adult responsibility. But at the same time, there is always that thing, isn't there, that people believe that like kids can see ghosts and that. That kind of mm. when you're mm. young, you are therefore just that much more open to things which maybe you no longer see when you're an adult. And I felt children that they- have a whole world, don't they? Yeah. They have a whole world which is going along the same side as us, and they're seeing the world in a it's, different way. Yep. And it's just, it was just, yeah, yep. beautiful, tremendous. Yeah. So yeah, and and that is pretty much it, isn't it? Is that it? Then kind of pans back. Um, and then we, uh, the girls. The go- autistic girl's gone back to how she was before, completely unresponsive mm-hmm. and stuff. But we don't know. Is she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because said, as they go into the the flat at the end, the mum is like, "Oh, look, an ambulance has just turned up outside." Obviously, people mm. have discovered the fact that the boy's dead, 
and what have you. But then, as we said, you know, the girl um, uh, Ida's been writing on this. This no, no, Anna. Anna, Anna yeah. the autistic, the, uh, the autistic sister has been kind of writing really angrily on on the etch a sketch throughout, and then there's suddenly a and then you know she always then clears it and then starts angrily scribbling on it again. But then we saw that when she was kind of calmer and and being controlled, her kind of squiggle, her, her control of the pen was suddenly more gentle yeah, and sophisticated lucid. and more lucid. Yeah. But then, you know, that's the mm-hmm. final shot of the film is that she resets the pads, but then you notice mm. that her hand suddenly becomes more lucid, doesn't it? And mm. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. the question mark at the end of, oh, is she now going to start being okay or not? Or, you know, mm. what else What else has gone on here or is about to go on here? So mm. I, and I mm-hmm. always love a film that leaves you with a bit of a, oh, at the end. I, I, <laughs> I love a, well, what next? <laughs> you know, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fox, faults. Loved it. Beck, what did you... Yeah. Go on, Beck first. James loved it. So Beck, what did you think of this film? No, I agree. I agree with James. I loved it. It was unexpected in lots of ways. It was bold and unexpected. The storytelling was, I thought, gentle. It didn't bash you over the head with mm, it. Mm. It was very clear. Um, crucially, I did not fall asleep. I always. Largely <laughs> for the film. And that is a really good sign yes. because we'd started watching the film at nine o'clock and mm-hmm. for any uh, listeners that are middle-aged, yep. um, you know that there's a, there's a chance you're going to fall asleep if it's not, it's not interesting enough. And actually that kept me going. I, I was making sure that I was sitting up to watch it. The, it re- the reason really we had to watch it at that point is we were going to watch it with dinner, but then when Beck realised it had subtitles, she realised she couldn't eat and read so subtitles at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so therefore we had to we had to watch um, So and Be for a bit right. in order to have our film. What's that? Did I say that? Yeah, you said, oh, I can't. I mean, it does seem like yeah. something I would say. Like, I can't do subtitles <laughs> while I'm eating. I was like, okay, right. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah um, okay. <laughs> so James, yes. Oh, no, it wasn't actually. Gosh, just disrespectful across the airwaves there. It was because I was going to write notes and I couldn't write notes at the same time mm. I was eating my dinner. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh. But to be fair, the other thing did, did absolutely sound like something I would do. Yeah. And I'm the editor, so that is exactly what is going to be the reality <laughs> of, of this. <laughs> James, you like this? Yeah, yeah. Just because it's that, for me, it was that thing of uh, normally when you watch a film, you think, I know exactly what I'm going to be getting here. I did not know what, I was, what was happening. And so to have the film unfold as it did with the surprises that, it, that, that came with it, that was so refreshing and really enjoying to see. How they handled the elements of horror and you know the special effects, as we said, the lack of soundtrack, the lack of bomb- bombast, tremendous. Really, really enjoyed that. Thought the kids were exceptional. Bearing in mind, kid actors mm. can be a bit uh, sometimes. And they were, they, they were yeah. absolutely br- superb. Um, if anything, you know, it, it took a little bit too long. The, the final yeah, that was, confrontation. That was my only thing. But mm. at the same time, I would recommend that everybody watch this. That, that this is great. And, you know, I would say if you want to watch something a bit different, and I, I'm with Becca. Normally, if I go and see something in the cinema, and I've been at work during the day, I will fall asleep. I will yeah. absolutely, no matter how much I want to see it, I will have a little five minutes, like you know, just <laughs> a little five minutes out. Like when I when I went to see everything, everything always, everywhere at once, whatever it's called. Uh, despite the fact that that's all, <laughs> that film. 
Uh, I had to have just a little five minutes in that. And I was like, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm awake. But no, I was even laying on my super comfy couch. I was uh, I was focused in on this 100% all the way through. I, I loved it as well. Um, I think it's maybe 20 minutes, 15, 20 yep. minutes too long. Yep. There's, for me, there's two things which are in every single modern horror film. It's um, either a drone shot over going over the top of uh, like um, woods mm-hmm. or, for, uh, or there's a bit where they do a lot of filming upside down and it's like, oh, look, mm. the camera's upside down. Isn't that unnerving? It's like they did it quite a bit of like moving around the, the mm. blocks of flats upside down to make it feel a bit weird. Um, and there was also a bit where, um, which we, we forgot to talk about, where uh, she... Uh, Ida, Ada tries to kill Ben by pushing him off a bridge. Yes. Um, and he then, uh, but he survives it. And then he sort of throws her into her kind of like nightmare yep. world. And it goes all black, uh, all into night. And there's kind of these weird, like one-legged creatures like chasing her. And it basically makes her go out into the road and almost get run over. For me, that was almost like a cheat. And it felt like the upside down in Stranger Things. It, it was almost like, I think like someone said, this isn't scary enough. You need to put another scary bit in at this point because everything else is like real world, brightly lit, daytime. This is this is like. I think the supernatural is even more supernatural if it's in a real world loca- location. You know, the idea that a piece of hot Lego can fly across the oh, of course, is way more terrifying. Way more than, terrifying. Uh, than like a vampire for me because it's real <laughs> and that bit for me was like you, d- you didn't need this bit in it you could have just shown her in the real world just being made to walk in front of the traffic mm. and it would have been equally scary i think um so i'm gonna give some scores i'm gonna give this it would have been a five out of ten a five out of five for me but it's just that i felt like it was a little bit too long and they added something which kind of took it away so i'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five which is Ooh. Anyone else got any scores? Four for me. Strong, four for strong four for me. Mm. Yep, I'm going to agree with James. So I'll give it a four. It definitely was like a, I thought it was a very well made film. And it, I can't fault it in many ways. Um, it, for me, it's just the, the only bit it missed out was it's probably just not quite my taste, which I know seems like a, a shitty reason no to, to take a. There's no one in a mask getting slashed. Mm. And it wasn't in um, space. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Come on, I mean, it's not yeah. hard. Um, but yeah, it, it, so it was more of a tasting. However, um, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. I know excellent. this is the second film by this ma- uh, filmmaker, mm. and the other one sounds really good as well. So I want to go back and watch the the, the first cool. one's made. Oh, but uh, apparently, it's not a folk horror film. So we we've, we've kicked off our folk horror oh. podcast without a folk horror. Yes, expectations, Ross. Subvert expectations. Okay, so next time mm-hmm. on this um, on this iteration of our podcast, me and James are going to take it in turns to pick what the Ooh, oh, guys, it's my turn. Yeah, it's oh, your turn sake. to pick what. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do some work. Yeah, oh, and I did tell. Right, him, okay. I did tell him this. I've, I've got a lot on. Yeah. It's exam James, season. We, yeah, go on. So um, you, we're probably going to intersperse these episodes, drop them in amongst the, the main mm-hmm. um, podcast. But the next time we do a. Um, Folk and how mm. we are going to watch? I don't know yet. I don't know. I'll, you need I'll, to tell us. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have a think about it tomorrow. I think it's got to be Jason X and Jason X and Space. Yeah, the classic folk horror film. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll have a little look at the list tomorrow, and I'll message you, and 
Go do do me a voicemail, yeah. and I'll pop it in. Yeah, all right, brilliant. All right. Hello, everyone. James here. Sorry, I must apologise. It should have been far more organised than had a folk horror film picked out when we uh, recorded the podcast. But unfortunately, uh, as usual, my life vaguely shambolic. Far too much stuff going on. Too many plates spinning at once. And uh, basically, Ross had to kick me up the arse now in order to think of something. So our movie for next time is 2017's The Ritual. So look forward to that one next time on the podcast. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. Awesome. Um, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed something slightly different from our, our normal episodes. Um, the, uh, this is not the beginning of just this kind of no. stuff, but it's a, a little bit of something different. Um, so it's just to yeah. give John a break while he's exactly. a successful artist and photographer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in, until we see you again. Yes, stay safe, happy everyone. Day. Thanks for being on, Becca. That was awesome. Thanks, oh, guys. Yeah. I forgot that. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Beck. And, um, <laughs> you, have you got an open Twitter? Me? No, oh, Beck. Right. Me? No, no, I don't. I don't. All right. So you can't. You can't even follow my wife on Twitter. There we go. Well, bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. 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 You have been listening to the General Witchfinders present Folk in Hell a spin-off podcast. Find more episodes of this and the main show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit generalwitchfinders.com for more details. Commune with us on Twitter at generalwitch1 and help support the show on Patreon. very important what font the, the um the script's in of course yeah. <laughs> i spent most of my day was, i said mm. to Beck, um Beck today i just need to do the script need to do the script but i spent most of the time picking what color orange i was going to use <laughs> <laughs> for the underlining <laughs> but it's such a designer yeah I love it. oh yeah i was about to say graphic designer yeah. mm. where we are now uh working in in the same room sometimes james ross can see my (laughs) abysmal efforts to try and like make something look nice and i can can just hear him making noises like (laughs) i'm like look i know it's bad i know it's bad but i just need to produce it really quickly it's it's really upsetting me (laughs) she's moved her screen so i can't see it anymore (laughs) that is a good solution well done (laughs) That's the best way. It's the only way. It's like, it's like when you open my laptop to look for this. It's just like, um, uh, why? Why have you got? Why is your um your desktop picture? It's it's in it's in portrait mode and it's not the right way around. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like that ever since I've had that laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a picture of me and the kids, but just like laying. I could sideways. change it, yeah. but I don't care enough to do it. Mm. And I could sense you trying to. Fiddle with the settings of my laptop, and I was not. Yeah. Well, happy like, about so, that. do you mind if I close? You know, every single tab you've ever opened, which is still open on this. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. I restore those tabs every time. Like it really shuts down. <laughs>
Yeah, and some I was of like, those stamps have nostalgic cleaned... value, actually. Uh, of course. <laughs> I, I like that. Like, sometimes I'm like, I'll never be able to, to find this on page lane. again. Exactly. <laughs> I have stuff like that all the time. I'm like, I better keep that because, yeah, I will never. And it's also it's how I remember what I was looking at. Otherwise, yeah. I always I clean the screen for it as well. You know, the, like the, the years of grime and disgustingness is horrible. <laughs> I'm generally quite a clean person, hey. but when it comes to laptops, I am Trebus level. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I never clean the screen. What's going on with your hair, Ross? <laughs> oh, I've got some new product. Oh. <laughs> you look like you're in the cast of Grease. <laughs> got my, uh, my new jacket, Beck Gottman. Very nice. Look at that. Very, very swish. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to go nice. and beat up some uh, nerds after this podcast. <laughs> Yes, you are. I'm sure you are. But you are one of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole plot for an 80s film, isn't it? It is, right there. It's good, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm working, I'm working, I'm here. Nerd incognito. Awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so I, we, we could just have to wing it because we're doing We've, it. Well, I've done this before. We're doing it in a different it's way. It's so different. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Do you want to go? Right. Do you want, do you want me to do my, my thing at the start and uh, you do your, your bit? Have you seen... Oh, it's on the script, like the new one. I see it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Very, nice, nice orange, yeah. Good, okay, back and you can see your <laughs> your guest. All right, Bex. Uh, right. Yeah. Thanks. Well, then, let's do it. <laughs> right, okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 